I'm Bill Woodson, Dean of Outreach at New College of Florida. And I'm Stephen Kesha Xian, a Federal Army Officer Candidate and a recent New College alum. Oh, that's a new handle. Right. I, um, I'm, I'm leaving uh, to join the U.S. Army as in what they call an 09 Sierra, which is a t- fancy term for I didn't have an ROTC or go to a military academy, but will be becoming an Army officer, hopefully. So you will be serving our nation in a whole new capacity. Yes. Uh, I mean... It's funny when people say that because I don't really look at service in that aspect. But I mean, you know, if, if they ever send me anywhere, then maybe may, may I might embrace it. But I, I hope to be a professional paper pusher. <laughs> hey, you never know at the Army. They surprise you sometimes. So but that uh, true. That I'm true. excited for you. It sounds like an exciting uh, pivot. And of course, it also means that you will be moving on from your toils at here at Camp New College. And this is your last podcast. Yes, this is sadly my last podcast episode with Making a Better New. Um, we don't know what the future future holds, uh, but I have been part of this project since the beginning. Um, I've been part of New College since 2017. I mean, it, it feels like uh, sometimes it feels like a divorce where I don't have any of the kids. You know, I'm just like leaving <laughs> with everything and I'm. I'm going. So, but. Wow. Well, let's let's talk about that because this has been uh, you. You're leaving quite a legacy here. Uh, not just uh, this podcast, but not just uh, having that new college uh, degree. But uh, you've done a lot of things since you've been here. That, that's let's talk about. Uh, let's get into what you've been doing, what you've done, uh, and how. What have you seen as being the changes at New College over the last five years? First of all. Um, sure. I um, So I came in 2017 and uh, I've worked six jobs on campus. Right. And hardworking I, brother. Right. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, I was uh, a member of the student allocation committee. Um, I was co-president. Well, that, that I was elected co-president at the end of my freshman year. Um, and I was elected president at the end of my second year. Um, and I served till the beginning of my fourth year during COVID. Um, you know, termed out. I did not run again. Uh, joined um, OOIE. Um, continue the work I was doing as president. And what is that again? That's oh, the oh, what? That's the Office of Outreach and Inclusive Excellence. So I've been around, and I ended my time here working with Chris Kinsley. And I think the one thing that I really noticed was we've gotten more. We've gotten braver as an institution when it comes to really talking about issues that we, you know, like when I first came to new college, there wasn't an office of outreach and inclusive excellence. Um, There was talks about diversity, but there wasn't really talks about inclusion. And I think the nature of the conversation changed completely. And the institution said, this is a priority by forming this office, by hiring you as the inaugural dean uh, for that office and said, we're not only going to do diversity or an inclusion, we're going to bring our community inside and we're going to be a community center. And I think that has been a complete change in the past five years. It's going from that. But there have been, there've been some predecessor uh, activities and initiatives. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a prior uh, director of diversity. Mm-hmm. There was a diversity committee, which uh, you've been a part of that evolution as it's transitioned into the uh, committee on campus climate and culture. You were part of the team, uh, the 4C team, as we call it, that mm-hmm. uh, helped to develop the uh, inclusive campus climate training that uh, impacted, you know, the majority of the professional staff and faculty on campus. So you've been 
a part. You've had your fingers in all kinds of pies in your right. five years. You know, I, I like to think of myself as someone who's working in the background, but I know I'm too loud. So there's no background. I'm just running my mouth 24 seven. So, but no, the, the work is amazing and it, it's hard work. I think a lot, I see a lot of people, you know, get really close to burning out investing in new college. But when you see people that are super invested in making this home, because students live here, a better place for the people that spend, you know, 40 hours a week here or spend their whole time here, a better place. It's hard not to get motivated and be like, well, I'm going to put in the hundred percent because everyone around me is doing the same. Um, there's definitely that culture of hardworking and working for the students and staff has definitely stayed in the past five years. And I'm glad that hasn't changed. So t- tell me more about that. So you're, you're invested in making a better new, even mm-hmm. before this uh, year and a half old podcast jumped off, but, uh, how have how's your experience at New College? You know, you, you, we've talked about different roles that you've played. Mm-hmm. How serving those different roles? Uh, how's that impacted you? How's you know being the senior student leader on campus? That's got to be a, a, a heavy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of life shaping kind of experience being a, a college a student president. So yeah, I, I I always came to New College with the intention of getting involved. Uh, I, you know, I I lived in Lebanon for. Uh, good portion of my life. I was living in Lebanon before I came here. And, you know, even um, village politics, local politics is kind of stuck to the big families of the county, you would say, right? You would have these big families pretty much rule local politics. So there was always this disconnect and feeling that I could not be involved in these, you know, these moving parts, uh, you know, due to, I mean, my mother being American, not being from the country, there's just all these different things um, just that play into it. My dad moving to America. So I felt excluded and I came to new college and off the bat, I was able to, to, to run for a student allocation committee seat. Like there was all these opportunities and I was like, this is my new home. I have to get involved. And I went from just like slow, just working and not, not, not seeing where it would take me, but just enjoying what I was doing that led me from SAC rep, a student allocation committee to the NCSA co-president to staying NCSA president. It was never about um, like, yo, how am I gonna climb this ladder of student leadership? More of like, these are problems I can only deal with if I occupy this position. Were there students that came before you that uh, inspired you or kind of paved the way for you to get involved? Jimena Pedroza was um, the president of the, uh, of the time when I was a first year and she was open arms, let me in. And I have to, of course, you know, biggest influence were Paul Loriston and Miles Eaton. Those were the co-presidents before Jimena and were the first um, black um, student government presidents of New College. Now, Selena was the first female black uh, president of the new college student alliance and maybe i'm the first era but you know we, we don't count in the census so i won't include that statistic um <laughs> but so there was a lot of people that like that made me feel at home and made this feel possible that that encouraged me to go down this path of, of being a student advocate and generally a new college advocate I, i'd say i've kind of we kind of try saying that like student versus administrative politics yeah, absolutely. Like- but, you know, you've named uh, three, four students uh, 
if I'm not mistaken, all students of color, you identify as a student of color. So mm-hmm. your, your identity again, you just. Uh, so yes, I record. am Lebanese. Uh, I'm, oh my, that's a whole thing. My dad's Lebanese, uh, Lebanese Armenian. So it's a whole different ethnic group within Lebanon. And my mom is Vietnamese. So, okay, okay. right. And I, and, and I, that was a whole confusing thing of like, what do I identify as? Um, I, I first, I did not know what, what, what the hell I thought I was an American because both my parents were. So I thought Americans looked like my parents and I came here and everyone spoke to me in Spanish. So I was like, what is, what is going on? But, uh, <laughs> took me a while and I've come, I've, I've come to it. So, so this thing where, uh, there's this pretty long run of students of color, uh, taking on leadership roles at a PWI, right? Predominantly white institution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how has that been for you? Uh, how, does, how, does, how does that energy impact uh, on you? And how, does, how do you think you've impacted on the community being a person of color? Awesome. So I'm going to have to say that my, my inaugural cabinet was one of the most diverse as well. And we mm-hmm. talk about diverse, you know, race, ethnicity, I mean, even um, ability, right? People were um, identified as disabled. So we we were we were this coalition, and because the administration didn't reflect that same you know makeup, that a lot of it felt like you have to do this work. That the responsibility, or it was put on you. That pe- students were. I think I think Selena felt that a, a lot too. That it's on you right now to fight for everybody and. Um, you know, it just, it felt like we were dealing with problems that we shouldn't have been dealing with because there wasn't that representation in the administration. And this, you know, the administration, the executive cat has diversified in the past years. I mean, you know, we look at, we look at the vice president of student life, the head of student activities, the two, um, you know, we had three um, African-American people on the executive board this, you know, this academic year. So it changed quite rapidly, but before that, it kind of felt like, we talk about diversity issues. Um, I felt it when people were like, made me talk about Palestine. It was this kind of like, I am a bureaucrat doing local school stuff, school stuff. I almost said stool. Well, you know, comparable. Um, but um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, had to. Uh, that these global issues that like, you know, may, were part of my life. And then I'm like, how does this involve with how much money is going towards your club? <laughs> or, you know, how do you feel about boycott, divest, and sanctions? Well, individually, it's different, but as, as, a, as a person helping the student government, I don't really think, you know, it's just like you have to take positions on things that are very identity-based that may hit a soft spot with you. So you have to be open with being very vulnerable. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone goes to our white students, well, how do you feel about what's going on in Ireland right now between the, you know, Catholic and Protestants? Like, there isn't that pressure and there was a lot of pressure to always know what's going on and and kind of pour your heart out for people so interesting interesting so you've talked about uh being you know a a leader you talked about being a bureaucrat Mm -hmm. uh and you've talked about you know being somewhat of a pioneer uh as you said you know or you've implied not a lot of uh Arab students uh, attending a new college uh you were the first one to take on this leadership role no doubt uh, how do you see your time at New College having served to prepare you for, for what you'll be doing next? And how does one go from being a Lebanese, Vietnamese kid in Lebanon to a New College student to uh, 
preparing to be a, a, an officer in the U.S. Army. Yeah, <laughs> pardon me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, that kind of just happens, right? And yeah, I don't know. That that kind of just happened, I think, um, we, you know, to get really vulnerable here. And um, so I am a U.S. citizen. And in 2006, you know, there was a um, war between Hezbollah and Israel. There were airstrikes in my country. I would I remember would wake up to to, to building the building shaking, and and my parents were scared. And I think that's the first time I ever saw my dad scared. Like that's the man of the house. Why is the man of the house scared? And you're a child, and you ask these questions. Uh, we were evacuated under the Bush administration, and you know I saw saw Marines for the first time, uh, men in you know these men in uniform, not knowing me or my family but doing work to make sure we get our that country and go to the U.S. safe. And I think that was my first interaction with the U.S. military. Um, and that kind of was imprinted on me. And I kind of always thought about, wow, like, what is that? Like, what criticized the military for a lot of different things? But that was my first interaction with the military. And it was a very real one, you know. And I think that was what really pushed me to joining the service was my initial experience. Um, and also my, my stepdad being part of the military and my adopted grandfather being part of the military as well. So it made the military an option for you mm-hmm. and you're entering as an officer candidate. So mm-hmm. uh, you're going to need to continue to develop and demonstrate leadership, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Yes, sir. Interesting. So what is your advice for those that you're leading behind, whether they're, you know, the the people getting ready to graduate uh, this coming May or folks who are just starting out their new college career as uh, first year students uh, and for perspective, you know, future knows who are currently in high school. Like, what would you say to them? You know, I feel like I give different advice to different people. Um, but I think the main thing was just keep believing in you. The, the institution you know, is, is not competitive, but it, it, it does compare. You, you do com- find yourself comparing yourself to your peers a lot. And um, a lot of times that can be discouraging, um, as, you know, especially with certain identities you hold, people, you know, getting positions you wish you had or getting opportunities that you could only have if you were financially well off, like to do things. And, you know, you begin to question yourself. And imposter syndrome was a big thing for me. Even when I was student government president, I still doubted myself. So, you know, I thought I thought I wasn't, you know, cut up to the task and a lot of my friends, but it's really believe in you and you're going to make your own path. If if you stay there, just stay the course, really. And sometimes you, you look at it like, why is this worth it when I'm at a college where, you know, the four credit classes, the assignments are piling up. No matter what I do, it's still not good enough for the professor. I could be somewhere else having a much easier time. But it's that it's that learning to just to plow through that is what makes um, the makes everything pay off at the end. Because it taught me patience. New college definitely taught me patience in in a way where even this army application process took me a year to do because of some difficulties I had with all the paperwork and the medical. And I still I still got through. It took me over a year, though. Oh. I asked you before about uh, whether students who come before you had taken on leadership roles before you had mm-hmm. kind of paved the way for your your feeling empowered or motivated to step up. What kind of legacy uh, do you hope to leave? And do you see young people uh, coming up behind you? Uh, you know, you're uh, uh, coming into the new college that 
you're you, that you think you've had an impact on or that you're hoping that you have an impact on? I, I mean, you know, I, I have to bring up I, who I call my little brother, but it's taller than me, you know, Femi. And I feel like that's a very personal impact, him being from um, um, Tunisia, you know, from North Africa, Arab identity. It's just like, you know, being able to like pass off everything I learned and the culture shock and the experience and just giving that to someone. But I really think what both Selena and I have, have done is that we we showed people that you can be in positions of, 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 of some power, you know, quote unquote, power, but still be you. you know, we didn't change the way we spoke in cabinet meetings. We didn't change our approach to things. We we look at the world through our cultural lens and through the way we grew up. And, yeah, you know, you tweak it, you learn some professionalism. But at our core, we stayed who we were. And I think. That's what I want to. Like to students, like be you, be who you are and don't feel like you have to completely to become something. You don't have to become somebody else while you're at new college. You can achieve amazing, amazing things by being you. And I think I don't lose that a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about bringing your authentic self into mm-hmm. different spaces. And for all that talk, sometimes I don't feel like it's really something that we live. Uh, I think a lot of us were afraid that our authentic self isn't good enough. And so if you're, you know, you're bringing your authentic self and modeling that I think is a really important value to pass along to, to future young leaders. Yeah. And you're going to piss off a lot of people. (laughs) You can't, you're going to make, people are going to feel uncomfortable. And, and, and I feel like a lot of times as far as minority students is that we have to cater to other people's discomfort in settings without ever acknowledging our own. And I think mm. New College has, has done a great job with the training of, of inclusive campus and just, just general cultural shifts to be like, no, no, let's recognize that we both feel uncomfortable here. And once we make it like, I've never spoken to someone like you and you've never spoken to someone like me, just address it and be like, how are we going to work with this? And I have to thank Nicole Gelfort because our first RA meeting, I was like, I've never met, I thought I've never met someone as professional as you and just buy the book and X, Y, Z, and you got to do this, 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 and that ever before in my life. And I'm willing to learn how you work and you, you know, and then we spent that, that last meeting of the year, we got coffee together and it, it was a symbiotic relationship where I learned a lot. And I hopefully she learned something from me and it was just being honest with each other. I think just about our, our experiences that we're, we're, we're all coming to new college, but we're all coming in from extremely different backgrounds, you know, geographic locations, economic backgrounds, religious backgrounds, and just address the elephant. We all know each other and that's okay. What you're saying is really resonating for me because I think if we can do nothing else for these young people, obviously we have to give a quality education. We're a four-year honors college. We have to have quality educational experiences, but beyond that, if we can, increase people's level of comfort engaging across lines of difference and have people be more comfortable in the discomfort or being more accepting of the fact that just because this person is showing up in a way that's different from what I expected or what I'm accustomed to doesn't mean that they're a bad person. doesn't mean that they're an antagonistic person. Let's just explore that difference. Mm. Let me maybe flag what I'm not processing, maybe the way that they're trying to send it. Uh, or let me make sure that I'm being understood. And when there's misunderstandings to be able to navigate that in a way that's not antagonistic, that is still constructive and not destructive. If we can give that to the young people, I think that's awesome. I think it's one of the things we're trying to model in making a better new, 
Yeah. And people have extended that to me time, time and time again. Like I, I would say I was like seven days in the U S before I started new college. Um, I didn't know what I'm, I'm, I'm queer. Right. I, I still don't know what trans was. I still don't know what not, you know, non-binary was. And, and you know, some of these non-binary students, especially Wally, like took their time. That was the GDCTA took their time to be like, this is what's okay. This is what's not okay. I know you're ignorant. I know you're not being hateful, but what being in the Middle East, you just don't know that that, that some things aren't cross-cultural or offensive in one culture to another. And this person took a lot of time to to my genuine ignorance and you know pointed me in the right direction. And I learned on my own, but they were just that felt like a felt like a big sibling just helping me out. You know, I was 18, confused, very confused, and about a lot of things. Um, and, you know, people came. It's a part of being eighteen, right? It's just everything is confusing. <laughs> but but a shout out to those who uh, aren't reactive, aren't negative, but really are patient and help us to come along, help us to grow. Because I just, how do we grow if we can't be in conversation with each other, right? That part, and let's be realistic. I've I've received a couple, you know, five paragraph emails from you saying, "Okay, Stephen, good meeting," but you know, this, 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 and that. And I have I had a policy of like I'd read the email, get mad, walk around my room, read it, stay mad, sleep, wake up, read it again, then reply. Right, and, and you know, always. <laughs> I'm glad I could give you that. Uh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Look at what the you know what the person is trying to tell you instead of be like I'm under attack. No one else is cc'd on this email. There aren't like seven other people on this email chain. This is a one to one interaction of like, listen, we're all investing in each other. And and and, and, and I I tell you I've appreciated your being receptive to feedback. Uh, you've given me some great uh, uh, insights in helping me navigate these spaces. And I I you know definitely. Uh, whatever I've been able to to give to you in Thank terms you. of support, I think you've given back, uh, you know, twofold in terms of helping me understand the spaces that we're in, that we're trying Thank to navigate together. Thank you so much. Now I'm laughing. I'm laughing because of some of our initial four C meetings, there's about to be some furniture moving, and some of those definitely about to be some furniture moving. If we didn't have our other members, you got to explain that because when you said furniture moving, I'm like, what? What was that? What does that mean? So you got to explain that to the audience. I, I still remember we were arguing a sensitive subject, and Dr. Woodson and I were standing next to each other. We turned our chairs to face each other, and both our voices started getting really high, and I was getting ready to stand up, and like, <laughs> I wanted to be like, I get paid minimum wage for this job i don't have to be here right and he was getting ready to go you're, like, you're being just like this and then and then, and then it was a furniture movement me a fight about to break out but you know very civil fight. okay so yeah. so furniture moving means uh people about to in, in my neighborhood we would say people about to throw hands throw hands throw hands is i think <laughs> I, I think more people understand throw hands but <laughs> but, it, but it never came to that uh, yeah, far it from did. it and uh like i said i really i've, I've grown and i've enjoyed the relationship and i really I'm excited for you. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what you do to this U.S. Army and what the U.S. Army can do to you, for you and support you well, and the, you know, further your, your progression. What happens to you after the Army? Like, where are you going to be 10 years now? You're going to be a, a, a lieutenant colonel. You're going to be a general. What are you going to do? You know, um, I, I really think about what I'm having for dinner until I get hungry. And I feel like I've taken the same career with I'm in this three year obligation. So my goal is to use the um, either advanced civilian schooling or GI Bill um, to advance my education in economic policy or management. I still haven't decided those. I, I could try to be, you know, in 10 years, be a major in 20 years, be a, hopefully be a full bird or lieutenant colonel and retire. Um, I do want to keep podcasting. 
it's really, it's, it's exciting for me. Like I have to say in the past 40, you know, five, 2017, I flew to America from, I was living in a small village that did and I've been to new college and now I'm going to Fort Jackson on Tuesday. So I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm like new college has sent me all across the state. I've been to Alabama. I've been to Tuskegee university. I've been to New York with native Americans learning about social justice. Like the doors new college has opened for me. Uh, I've been in jazz. I've done a terrible dance. Thank goodness no one saw it. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been in a play. I can't read or act. Wow. Like, I, you know, it's a small school, you know, with, with, with a big heart. And I feel like, yeah, I'm, I know that I'm ready. So I'm excited for the ride, but like, let's be realistic. New college is, a, I always say it's a door that opens more doors. You know, it's like, uh, it's like when you, you know, you walk into a 7-Eleven, you know, lights barely out and you, and you got all the new snacks, though. You know, it's maybe <laughs> work on the outside, but the inside's great. Interesting. Hey, we like we love our beautiful Bayfront uh, location now. Don't, don't be don't be throwing shade. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What was your AOC again? Your area of concentration uh, major? An economics major with a slash in applied math. OK, so very good. So. In your wildest dreams, as you were finishing up high school uh, in Lebanon, uh, did you ever think that you'd be a major in in econ and applied math? Did you ever think you'd be going into uh, officer training school? Oh no, I was like when I was when I was in school, I was like I'm gonna do applied math. Even though I loved economics, I was like I'm gonna do applied math. I'm gonna like get this PhD, right? And I thought that was the only way for financial stability is have the PhD. And I and I came to New College and I liked math, but not like the other kids. And I and I um, like loved economics. So in my second year, I was like I can't do this. I, I I can't lie to myself, right? And I spoke to Professor Mark Paul, and he's like come join economics, like do it. Right. And, uh, I did it. And then Dr. Hemraj became my advisor. And I mean, like, and then it was done. It was just something I was very passionate about. And when it talks to choosing majors, I feel like we have like a lot of social pressure to be in a certain major, but they're all going to feel like work because new colleges work, but I would say, choose the one that feels the most, the most, the easiest for you to to, to feel passionate about and you feel you can do for the rest of your life, but also take those courses that are going to challenge you, you know, take that math class, take that dance class and look like a fool, you know, this, because, you know, you're going to have your fun. And I took a class where I was, you know, freestyling and, and, and writing hip hop lyrics with miles. And he was a TA for that class. It was just like, just take them. That's great advice. I think the, the four-year college experience is all about exploration. That's it's a huge part of it. It's about preparation for the future, but it's also about exploration. It sounds like you found a great balance of both. Uh, to to a, to a, to a degree, like uh, I feel like you use wacky because I feel like I spent my third year working with you on on the on the four C building diversity budgeting for the student government, and I spent my last semester of of my fourth year trying to fix the meal plan system at Mets. So it was just <laughs> <laughs> you use those econ skills already. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, you know, it was more of my, my, I love food. I use my, my, my food skills more so than anything else. <laughs> I think it's a bit, it's that plus a few more things, but look, it is not going to be the same without you. Uh, okay. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next for this college. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next for you, but thank you for making this idea, this vision around this podcast, a reality because you basically built this thing from the ground up. You were the producer, you've been the engineer, you've been, the interviewer. Now you're now you're the interviewee. You've done it all. You've checked all the boxes, and oh. we we really appreciate the legacy you've left. 
Only you can keep making a better new going. If you're interested in being a producer or learning editing skills or working on the podcast or submitting an episode, please email us at OOIE at ncf.edu uh, stating your interest and what you'd like to make the podcast become. Or if you have any questions or future topics for the episode, please email us there. Um, give us a review anywhere uh, you get your podcasts. And I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss all the feedback I've gotten. I'm going to miss New College and the community. And of course, I'm going to miss you, Dr. Woodson. Well, we're going to miss you too, man. It's been quite a ride. I really appreciate all that you've given to not just uh, to the podcast, to the 4C, to OOIE, the Office of Outreach Inclusive Excellence, to the college. You've made a tremendous impact and it will not be the same without you, but we will try to continue to blossom and grow. And I know that you'll be blossoming and growing and we look forward to watching your progress. Thank you, Dr. Woodson. Thank you. It's really a pleasure, Stephen. So take, take care. Uh, this is uh, Bill Woodson, Dean of Outreach at New College of Florida. This has been Making a Better New. And uh, and you, sir, who are Hi. you? I'm Stephen Kesha-Shan, New College graduate of 2021 and an army officer candidate. (laughs) (laughs) Man, go get him. Go get him. Take care.